the main goal of Springer was to really merge form with function. So coming from a place of solving problems, like looking for like everyday problems, how do we fix people's routines? And I think the secondary goal really was community. Like it was creating a place for people to connect. And I think I had, I found so much magic in those like those early days at the dog park meeting people. And there's so many connections and I wanted to like have a part in that and help create that. Hi, I'm Tori Mystic, and you're listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast, the only show dedicated to supporting women in all areas of the pet industry. In this episode, I am talking with Shannon Ross about her pet product business, Springer. She shares the origin story of the brand and their first product. In just the last year since launching, the business has grown pretty rapidly. Shannon has been able to partner with trend-setting brands, and even appear on national television. You won't be surprised that none of this is by accident. Shannon has a clear vision for the brand and where it's headed. One of the ways that she's bringing her vision to life is by running the business remote first. That means that her whole team works remotely and is encouraged to travel and enjoy life while growing Springer. I was so inspired to hear about Shannon's time spent in Costa Rica and her plans to travel to India next year while never missing a beat in the business. Would you be able to do that? It takes a lot of organization, planning, and really intentional operating procedures, but it sounds like a total dream life. I'm in. (laughs) Before we hit play on this great interview, I really want to thank Pet Pocketbook for sponsoring the podcast this month. If you have a dog walking or pet sitting business, head over to petpocketbook.com to check out this all-in-one software to run your business on the go. That's petpocketbook.com. All right, now on to the episode. Shannon Ross, founder and CEO of Springer, is obsessed with dogs and good design. Coming from a long line of inventors and business owners, she learned about the importance of innovation from a young age. After failing to find products that met her lifestyle needs for her pup, Rishi, she founded Springer to design one-of-a-kind products that combine form with function. Just a year since launching, this 26-year-old has grown a profitable, bootstrapped international brand that was featured on Shark Tank, is collaborating with brands like Outdoor Voices, and has been featured in People, Good Morning America, and Real Simple, just to name a few. Welcome, Shannon. Hi, and thanks for having me. So happy to be here. (laughs) Yes, I'm, I'm happy to have you on the show, and Man, you've been busy since since launching Springer and all of your all the awesome things you're working on. Yep, it's been a busy full-time dog mom, you know, and running the business is a busy life. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So so tell us a little bit about your story. I was lucky to meet you earlier this year um, in person. We were in Las Vegas Super Zoo, and um I saw your booth, which was just like your brand like in 3d come to life. It was just like <laughs> so cool. And then I saw you were collabing with outdoor voices and I was like, what a perfect fit. Cause it's just like, seems like your brands have so much synergy together. Um, and we'll get to that a little bit later on, but 
tell everyone kind of the story of how Springer came to be. Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually come from kind of a line of inventors. So my dad, when I was, you know, 35 years ago, he invented the first travel mug for humans. So he's the first person to put like a lid on a mug. And at the time, people were like, you're crazy. I like how you specify for humans too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything is specified for dog. For, I mean, by default, most things are for dogs. So when it's for humans, we have to be like, oh, this is this for humans. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just had to point that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, so anyway, so he created the first travel mug and that kind of kicked off his his life of really inventing products and really solving problems. I think like growing up, like looking back, it just seemed normal, but his whole, like my whole life, he would just approach life. Like whenever there's a problem, whether it was like a problem I was having or like a problem he noticed with other people, like in society around him, like he would just like go into his little like workshop or his garage where he had all these like tools and he would tinker and he would like, he would make a solution. And, um, I think looking back on that, that like kind of that was a very big like inspiration for me and like led led to a lot of things I would eventually do. But anyway, so he, he, you know, he invented all these products in the coffee space. And then at one about six years ago, he was on a a road trip with one of with our family dog, Bongo. And we were all in the car as a family. And he was like really frustrated. He's like, I don't have a good way to get my dog water in the car. So he literally created, you know, goes home and creates the first version of our travel bottle out of stuff he found at Home Depot. And, um, you know, he decides to launch that product, kind of throw it in with his first company, High Wave. Uh, which was a coffee company, and um, it it went viral. It got 30 million views. Somebody took the art, one of our videos and put it on Facebook because that was like the main social platform at the time, and it uh, just really took off. And I think at that point we're like, oh wow, the, like the dog industry. This is interesting. And around the same time, I had moved to Austin. I got a dog as like one does in Austin, um, and it was like I en- had entered a new world in Austin. Like I remember distinctly, like. One time I walked into a coffee shop in Austin and I was fully like, there's somebody with a stroller and I was fully like expecting, I went up to the stroller fully expecting there to be like a dog in the stroller, you know, cause it was just like always dogs everywhere. And it was like a child. And I was like shocked when I saw the <laughs> child, but um, it was a whole new world. There were dogs at bars, there were dogs everywhere. And like dogs were the children, you know, like we would all like, I remember just like every morning going out to the dog park and it was like, I'm like, this should be a TV show. Like the things people are talking about, they're talking about like where they're getting a cake for their dog's birthday and like the best rain jackets for dogs. I'm like, this is a whole new world. And um, I was feeling like at that time, I'm like, there's really not like enough, there's not any products that are really meeting my needs as a consumer. Like there's nothing that's innovative and fashionable that's like really like coming together that's a reflective of my style and also really solving problems so I think at this point everything kind of like came together in my life like this long history of innovation and solving problems and like seeing like the the dog the dog parent era um so yeah so that's and then that's kind of when Springer was born and I think like the main goal of Springer was to really merge form with function. So creating, like coming from a place of solving problems, like looking for like everyday problems, how do we fix people's routines? Um, And I think the secondary goal really was community. Like it was creating a place for people to connect. And I think I had, I found so much magic in those like those early days at the dog park meeting people. And there's so many connections. Some of my best friends like have come from these connections at the dog park. and I wanted to like have a part in that and help create that. So like, I think 
that's the secondary part of Springer too, is like the community and how do we like bring people together? And I think that's, that's like a longer, bigger term goal, but yeah, that's definitely part of the story. Yeah. Well, and I could see, like, I totally know what you mean. All, I would say all my friends now are through dogs. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of the friends I hang out with, people will be like, how did you guys meet? We'll say, oh, well, you know, our dogs are friends on Instagram. And then (laughs) we met in person and that was like 10 years ago. So Yeah. yeah, but, but, you know, even just like when you're at the dog park, someone might be like, oh, where did you get that leash? Where did you get that water bottle? And that really could lead to friendships and community. So it is just like those little things. Yeah, completely. And like, we hear so, we hear so much of that too. Like, oh, I heard about at the dog park or I saw that, you know, like, I think the dog park is a really like underrated place for marketing also. Like it's a very underrated place for like, this is a place where people come together and like share like interests. And it's a really cool thing to, to think about. Yeah, for sure. So I I kind of mentioned in your in your bio about outdoor voices, um, and and maybe that's sort of a more a more recent development. Maybe I'm skipping ahead <laughs> a few chapters <laughs> in your story here, um, but I think that this might be a good time to talk about that because they have sort of this approach of like what what is their tagline like get outdoors or Do, it's yeah doing doing things, things. yeah yeah doing hashtag doing things. And I love their stuff. And I love that doing things can be like walking your dog doesn't have to be like going to some crazy boot camp workout class. And they do incorporate dogs in a lot Mm -hmm. of their marketing. So um, how did that collaboration come to be? Yeah, well, and just to give you a little like more context on that, too. I think that this was a really like monumental collaboration for me, because like, you know, where the band, our brand, the Springer is based in Austin and Outdoor Voices also is based in Austin. And so oh, I didn't realize uh, that. Yeah. Outdoor Voices is, a, is very big in the Austin community. And, you know, it started by um, Ty Haney, who was just like this female entrepreneur badass. And I think like she was a huge inspiration to me when I was starting Springer. I was, you know, like she, like my my apartment in Austin was like a few few blocks away from like the Outdoor Voices headquarters. You know, it was that that's what people were wearing to the dog park, Outdoor Voices. So it was so prevalent in my life. And I was so inspired by her story of like seeing a need in the athletic wear space and just going out and doing it. And like being this young entrepreneur, female entrepreneur, like breaking boundaries. And like, she had so many people tell her no, but she just kept like getting back up and pushing and like created this really cool brand that was like so much bigger than just the brand. It was so much bigger than just clothes. It was it like a lot of it was also based in community. Um, So she community was like a huge and body positivity and just Completely. like, And like, yeah, moving away from this idea of like, oh, we need to like, just go like train, you know, it's like bring enjoyment to exercise, which was such a cool concept to me. So I remember in the early days of starting Springer, I was like, oh, yeah, we're like the outdoor voices of dog brands, like how to describe it to people. Um, So she was a huge inspiration. And then, yeah, like outdoor voices, they just they like reached out to us. It was like very like. I, I was always like planning to reach out to them when we we're a little bit bigger. I'm like, okay, once we grow a little bit, like they'll want to collaborate with us, but they reached out to us and they were like super interested in our product and um, they brought it in and it like sold out in like one weekend on their website and they like reordered. And now we like, you know, have do like a special collaboration with them and hopefully like some other fun things I can talk about in the future coming up. But it's uh, it's definitely been like a, a really cool partnership to have. And like our our demographics are so aligned, you know, like that person that's like 
out there like wearing their clothes, it, there usually is like a dog with them. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, it just like makes so much sense to me. It's so complimentary, like what a good partnership. Um, and I just, I just realized, I know we're like already into this interview, but I don't think we've properly explained to people what the, what the bottle does, how it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, so you've got the, you have different sizes and shapes of the bottles, which we can describe, but then tell everyone like your other products you've added on as well, but tell us how the bottles work. Yeah. So the bottle is designed to be like the easiest way to hydrate your dog on the go. So it's a bottle with a bowl attached on the top. So you squeeze the bottle, water comes up in the bowl, your dog drinks. And then when they're done drinking, the water drains back into the bottle. So you don't waste any water. So that's really like the innovative feature. We actually have like over eight patents on that product alone. Um, so it's just, it's really designed to be the easiest way to give your dog water on the go in the car, on a hike. Um, you can only, you can use one hand to do it. And then you can also like seal it to make it leak tight. So that was the original invention. And the other, the the newer leash system, walk system that we launched this past August, um, this one actually wasn't very inspired by the dog parks in Austin, because I remember going to the dog parks and I would always like leave my, I, I can't tell you how many times I like left my keys at the dog park. And <laughs> it would just be like, I would see people walking to the dog park and it was just like a mess, you know, it was like the poop bags tied on over here and like your wallet over here. And I'm like, I'm like, there has to be a more like streamlined way. I used to to hate like going, I felt like I would have so much stuff jammed in every single pocket. I was like, I look like terrible right now. Like this is not flattering to have all these things jammed in all these pockets. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, like the the little legging pockets, you know, are like stuffed with things like that was, that was my life too. So anyway, I was like, there has to be like a more like efficient and like elegant way to do this. So that was really the inspiration for the leash system. I worked for honestly a year and a half, two years developing that one, just getting it like every detail of it to be right. Cause there's a lot of like built in features to it. So eventually we landed with this, we have a sling bag. So that one can be kind of worn crossbody or like a typical kind of fanny pack. And it has like a built in poop bag dispenser, which is on the back. So you can also use it with or without your dog. That was an unimportant part for me is like, having a product that you can use in several aspects of your life, not just with your dog. Yeah. Cause you don't um, always want a plastic bag sticking out at all times. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's on the back. It's hidden. Um, there's like a treat pocket on that one. The leash was designed so it could like freely, the dog can freely roam around you instead of being stuck in one place. And that has a clip for the bottle. Um, and then the other version of it is we have the, the walk bag and that one, it kind of goes directly on your, on your leash and it has a place for your phone, your wallet, tree pocket. That one also has a, this was largely inspired by my dog Rishi, but has a, a fold out pocket that you can put a dirty tennis ball in because I would just go to the, I would go to the park and I would be like holding this like disgusting tennis ball that was just like in the mud. So we added that on there. So it's just like a more streamlined way to, uh, to hold the tennis ball on the way back from the park. So yeah. yeah. And then we have the leashes and the collars and, you know, they have like the comfortable neoprene handle. So, it's, but they're also waterproof and dirt and odor resistant. So we, we really tried to think about everything when we designed them. It's very thoughtfully designed. Um, and I also 
like what stands out to me so much is the colors <laughs> of all your products. They're so just fresh and like now and current looking. So do, do you pick out the colors or do you have some kind of like trend consultant that helps you? <laughs> no, I, I, it's pretty much me. Um, I mean, I, my marketing people also have, have a give a hand in that too. Actually my, my creative director, who's also one of my good friends who um, I actually met her through my dog in Austin and we became friends and of then course. she was my creative director. And she, <laughs> she helped me a lot with that initial initial like kind of color wave wavelength and everything but I think overall like I I'm a very like design oriented person and I'm very like conscious of design like I would say I'm more of like a design brand than like a dog brand that's kind of Mm -hmm. how I like to approach things and like we like to bring that sense of like what's current in the like actual design world to the dog world because I feel like that that was a space that like I didn't see a lot of happening in. Well, I think that's interesting to point out because I think a lot of people, when they think of design, they think of like a pretty print or mm-hmm. like like a, like a visual design. But design can be like the functionality of something and mm-hmm. how it like works into your life. And it's so much more than just like the, the colors or um, like the font that you use or something. Oh, yeah, completely. I think for me, like just learning from my dad, like it's like for design for me is like, how do you make a product that's as functional, like, and simple as possible? And like, Mm -hmm. I might feel like it's constantly trying to like find that balance of the two. And then, you know, and then add like the second dairy part is adding in the nice colors and the nice prints or fonts or whatever. But I think at the core, like the functionality, like that, that is design. And I think that's, that's something we really like lead with. Um, And I think too, when, when you're like looking to create products, like we, we use a lens of like creating products that you use with your dog instead of like creating dog products. And I think even that subtle like lens, like can changes everything about how you design. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it's just about being more like mindful and like present of like how things are going to be used and not having a bunch of extra features, like just for the sake of them that like aren't really necessary. Hey, dog walkers and pet sitters. Are you frustrated or stressed about the day-to-day admin of running your business? Well, check out Pet Pocketbook. Their simple, intuitive, all-in-one software was designed mobile first, making it easy to run your business even when you're on the go. Save time with automated billing that takes minutes, not hours or days, and get paid without losing money to credit card processing fees. You're going to love their easy, professional pet parent portal for your clients to manage their pets' profiles, request appointments, pay their bills, and communicate with you all in one place. My favorite thing about Pet Pocketbook is the clean and simple interface that makes scheduling a breeze, whether you focus on -on one-on-ones or pack services. I honestly could not believe that it is just $25 a month no matter how many clients or staff you add to your account. Get started with a 60-day free trial, and a member of their pack will personally walk you through setting up your account. With Pet Pocketbook, it's not just software, but a team of real, actual humans invested in you and your success. Head over to PetPocketbook.com to get started and make sure you tell them that Bert and Lucy sent you.
So speaking of products and product design and all this stuff, it seems to me that like a product business, you would have to be stuck in one place, managing all that inventory and overseeing stuff. And just, it it seems like you would really have to be like glued to one place. However, Shannon, (laughs) you're not, um, you just got back from spending two months in Costa Rica Uh, And you have plans to go to India next year for a month and you're kind of living this nomadic life. How do you make that work while running a product business? Yeah. I mean, I think just like I try to be innovative with the products, I really try to also be innovative with how I run my business. And that comes through in a lot of ways with like how like I like work with my employees and, you know, a lot of different ways. But one thing is like, is yeah, nomadic living. So I I intentionally set up the brand to be remote and very remote friendly, because I think during COVID, we all had this epiphany of like, oh, wow, there's like so much more to the world than just like being in one place. Um, And I knew like that was a way I wanted to live my life. And I wanted to also like allow my employees to do the same thing. So we set up all of our processes to be very like remote friendly. I mean, it's definitely like challenging at times, like being inserted into these new communities and always like having to put your energy out there. But I find like so much like beauty and like growth and connection comes from these, these, like these, this ability to travel and meet new people. Um, I can't tell you how many times I go to new places and you meet so many like like like-minded people doing the same thing as you. So it's, I think like, it's, it's really not as hard as people think it's gonna, it it is, you know, like it's, you just go. You just kind of go and like you figure it out. And, you know, there's like Wi-Fi has really improved in a lot of places. Like there's really good Wi-Fi. And as long as you have Wi-Fi, you can you can pretty much figure it out. Like definitely sometimes my sleeping schedule is wonky because, you know, like my my team's all pretty much U.S. based. So I'm on calls at like the same time as them every day. But, you know, it's pretty incredible to be able to like in Costa Rica, like work you know, spend the whole day working. And then I would shut down my computer and I would go like jump in the ocean and watch the sunset from the ocean every night. And it like really puts things into perspective of like, uh, like there's so many lessons I learned from, from doing that. But one I think is like having time away from work makes me like the best person at work. Um, Mm -hmm. So I find that to be a very necessary thing. And like, that's something I force my employees to do. Like I, like at every check-in with them, um, I'm like, are you taking, how's your work-life balance? Are you taking enough time? Like, it's very important for me to have that like kind of separation. And I think a lot of that came from like when I was, I started building this business in Austin, um, people would be like, oh, you're starting a business. You're an entrepreneur. Like, do you like never sleep? Like that must be like rough. You're just like working all the time. And I'm like, actually, no, I like, I, I get like, I get a good night's sleep every night. I like find a lot of work-life balance and like, I find a lot of joy and, um, meaning and doing things outside of, of work. And mm-hmm. I, I honestly think that makes me like the best, my best work self being able to do those things. I think when you have something that you're really looking forward to doing outside of work. It also makes you more productive during your working hours. Cause you're like, I got to get all this stuff done now. I can't be like wasting time just zoning out on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, completely. It's, I don't know. I think it, it's a really, I, I, that's what honestly I really love about women founders. I find that like 
all of my friends that are women founders are very much in this headspace and trying to create this new type of business where like we have balance and we have life outside of work. And I think just as much as like creating innovative dog products, like another mission for me is like rethink, like helping people rethink about business and like how we, how we operate. Yeah. So logistically, do you have like a distribution center so that, you know, when people are placing orders or whatever, things are getting fulfilled and you don't have to be involved really physically? Yeah. We have a 3PL warehouse that handles all of that. It's it's actually pretty amazing how much like can be outsourced and how much you can like, you can get that all figured out. So it just takes a little bit of time to to figure it out. But once you put the places pieces like in place, um, it's so doable. Yeah. So we have our 3PL in, that's in based in Texas and they do all of our fulfillment. Well, and it's interesting because your business was kind of birthed in the pandemic. Um, and so people talk about like their pandemic puppies and their pandemic babies and how, <laughs> you know, they're they're just like adjusting to things differently or they have a different outlook on things. And it's like, well, this business that came to be during the pandemic, you have a different outlook and it's just, why not make it remote first? Like as yeah. make that the priority. Completely. Yeah. I, th- I think it's really inspired so much growth in me as a person and it's brought a lot to the business as well because, you know, I like, as I travel, like it's really also for product development, like having those spaces and those new environments to be creative. You know, I think creativity is such an important part of our business. Um, and being able to step away from it and be in new, in new environments really like inspires that. Yeah, for sure. So your business is still, is still new, but it's been an exciting journey since you launched it. So I know we talked about some big moments like the Outdoor Voices collab, which was huge, having them even reach out to you first. Um, but what are some other kind of like pinch me moments that you've had since launching Springer? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest one is probably going on Shark Tank. That was that we aired in May and that was a whole journey. We actually, um, we actually pitched and filmed that episode um the week after a website launched so it was it was a crazy time uh, I had applied to the show like even before Springer was really fully even launched and just going through the process of like the preparation and then once you film like w- like you're kind of waiting like hoping you're gonna air it's 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 a pretty intense process that I didn't really realize going into it but and even the um, casting process is very intense, right? Lots of yeah. like phases. Yeah, that's something I didn't really realize. It would be it was funny because they would I applied I actually just applied online and then somehow we made it through all the way to the end, but um they would get you on the phone and then they'd be like, "Okay, cool, thanks." And then, you know, the next interview they'd be like, "All right, you made it through the next round." And I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know I was in another <laughs> round." But okay. But basically, looking back, it was just like round after round after round after round. Um and every basically nothing is a guarantee you know even when mm-hmm. you're they're flying you out there to pitch even after you film they're like it might not air like you might not pitch like nothing is guaranteed which makes it really scary as a small business business owner because you're like all right ha- I have to take a gamble like I have to anticipate like is this is this gonna air are we gonna like have this massive influx of like from this press event like how do I prepare my inventory like it's it's a it was a stressful process. It's a gamble for sure. Yeah, completely. And so, so but did you did you get a deal with one of the sharks? We did get a deal. Yes, we did. We got a deal with Lori. 
Um, so, but we actually end up not going through with it, which is uh, actually more common than most people think. Um, but if you just watch the episode, it, lo- it looks like we, we got a deal. Well, yes, it's all edited for TV, right? <laughs> yeah. I think that's one thing I didn't realize is how, like, how much that is a TV show at the core. And when you're in there pitching, you're in there for about 45 minutes, um, pitching, and then they cut it down to five minutes. And when you're just going through that pitch, it's just, it's crazy to me how much of it felt like a TV show and how much of it felt like they're trying they're looking for something to like kind of dig into a little bit deeper. And um, it was a very, very interesting process and a huge learning experience. I mean, I'm naturally like, don't really, I'm not like one that loves this getting up in front of people like talking. So the thought of like going on this TV show with like millions of people, like every person you've ever met in your life is probably going to like be watching this. That's like, it was pretty like, that was like intimidating for me. Like to be completely <laughs> You can't honest. think about that part, Shannon. You have to pretend like you're only talking to four people. <laughs> yeah. Or like, what, what do they say? Like pretend like everyone's in their underwear. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think that's actually what helped me is I really walked in um, to that pitching room, seeing like the sharks as like people and humans, human beings, not as these like high figures. And that was, that was very helpful for me being like, okay, I'm just having like a human to human conversation. And I actually like in the middle of pitching, I kind of like forgot it was for TV and I was just like in the moment. And I, I remember walking out and I was like, Oh my God, that's going on TV. Like I totally, I kind of forgot that was like supposed to be for TV, but I think, but that- you were just like, so in your zone, it just it probably was better that way. Yeah, I think so. But overall, it was a great, a great learning experience. And it was amazing for the business, like just got so many eyes on our brand. And that was definitely a really big pinch pinch me moment. I think another one too was, um, it was a little bit more simple, but just we had our first birthday party in Austin and some of the team like that's remote all came in. And that was actually the moment we actually all walked into Outdoor Voices together and saw the product for the first time together in Outdoor Voices. And that was just like a huge like pinch me moment together. And, but I overall, like the big takeaway from that whole trip, the first birthday party was like seeing the team that I have like helped create. And it, I just feel so like lucky to have such passionate, like badass team of women like working beside me. And I, I just feel so humbled every day. And like, like to be, to be honest, that's like a bigger pinch me moment that I feel than like these big grand things, like just these day to day moments where it's like wow this person is like committing their like their time most of their time to working with me on this project and they're so passionate and engaged about it and I just feel like so lucky to have the team that I have it there's like I'm trying to think of how what how the quote goes but it's like the people who matter won't mind and the people who don't matter or like something like that yeah yeah I forget how it goes but it's like the, like the the sharks on Shark Tank, it's like, okay, well, it's nice that they, you know, liked your brand or didn't like your brand or whatever. But like what really matters are the people who are working on it every single day and like getting to be there with them. Completely. Yeah. That's, that's way more important. You know, it's like, these are people that are walking with me through the fire, like we're holding hands, you know, and like, it's, it's just like amazing. And it's like amazing the connections like I've made through that, the relationships I've built through it. And like it was a blast. We like my team was there and we went and got barbecue and like they they never been to Austin. So I took them on the whole Austin tour. We went like thrifting together and it was just like so cool to be able to like be like friends with the people you work with, you know, and um, yeah. 
we're all like really grateful for each other. It's it's really like a family. Like we started as a family business and I would say like we, the people that we bring onto our team, like become an extension of our family. Um, a lot of that's my mom who works in the business. She does a lot of the finance and operations. Like she set an example, such an example for me where every time an employee would have a birthday, like growing up, she would make them this, like, not just like a cake, but like a grand cake, you know, <laughs> like multiple layer cake with like something like really beautiful. And she never failed to do that. And just like, I think she really taught me how important it is to, um, show the the people who work with you like love and respect and how much they matter like that's that's such an important part of a business yeah that's so wonderful and i it's like this is so full circle because at the beginning you were talking about how you know one of your future goals is to have this like community through the brand but like you're doing it it, it are yeah. you have this community and it's like a very tight knit community and it sounds like um very intentional how you've done it yeah. Yeah. It's, it is really beautiful. Every, you know, I'm just in awe all the time. Like I was just on like Instagram the other day and there was like a real someone I follow and they're like, Oh, we like, we just moved to Paris and we saw Springer, like our favorite, like one of our favorite brands in, in Paris. And I was like, this, like, I didn't even tell the pay this person to say that. You know? yeah. I'm like, That's that so must've cool. been her boozy tails, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. Melanie, she's, she's been on the podcast before. So <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I was yeah. just like watching cause she's based in Austin. I was like, Oh, she moved to Paris. And like, she thought it was, it was really cool. But like those kind of small moments or like meeting somebody like this happens more and more where I'll be on a zoom call and they're like, my mom just got me that product for my birthday. Or like, you know, it's like, it's really cool to to see that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, so um, we could keep going on and on, but we have to end the interview. So <laughs> tell everyone uh, where they can find your products and learn more about Springer. Yeah, so um, I think the best place is our website. So it's, it's springerpets.com. Um, you can you can buy there. You can has links to our, all of our social media. We're very active on there, so you can follow along. We're on TikTok now, Pinterest. Awesome. <laughs> but I would say go to our website and that will direct you wherever you need to go. Yeah, go check it out and then and stay tuned and and see what Shannon comes up with next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a lot of we're uh, trailblazing in some new areas. We're super excited about so some really really fun things um, coming in the next year. Good. Well, I can't wait to see it. Thank you. Thanks so much for sharing your story and um, for sharing your time with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really enjoyed it. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode. Send me a note on Instagram at wherewagrepeat or find even more women petpreneurs to connect with in our private Facebook group called Where Wag Repeat Labs. If you want to dig into more episodes, resources to grow your business, or find a link to something we discussed, it is all right there for you at wherewagrepeat.com. I'll see you back here next Wednesday for a fresh conversation.